Hey, what's up, everybody? It's uh, Tanya. Thank you so much for coming back and watching On the Town. We appreciate you. Uh, you know I'm your host, Tanya. Hey. And uh, this week, I have a great guest. He's from Seattle. Um, he's a native of Seattle. He produced his Man Productions and his first original show idea, Deaf Comedy Jam, was inspired by his own hearing loss. He is the winner of the best podcast. Please welcome comedian producer Dante Barnett. <laughs> yeah, you get to keep your black card. You said it right. <laughs> I did. Whoa! whoa. I, you know what's funny is that's like my test. Like when like, you're not really black, you're a white black girl. If you say Dante, I'm oh, just no. fuck with you. <laughs> no, because I spelled Dante D A N T E. So that's why it was like jacking me up. I was like, damn, am I going to get this wrong? Am I going to get this wrong? <laughs> oh, but uh, how are you? Man, it's, uh, it's a blessing. Um, today I made a decision. I'll be going to the inauguration, I think, oh, and flying out to cover kind of what's going on. Um, definitely opportunity to brand. And also, if you didn't know, I was live during our riots back in May. Oh, really? So when shit went crazy about... Um, that, um, what was his name? Sorry. Brianna Taylor got killed. And then was it Clifford? I can't think of the guy's name right now, mm -hmm. but, uh, when they, George Floyd, right. When right. they got yeah. killed, Seattle went off and I was down there for that. I was in the middle of all the card burnings and the chaos. And so I've decided I'm going to go to inauguration and see how yeah. crazy they fucking are down there. Right. Well, they can be prepared for crazy. So be careful. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Be very careful because they 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 very crazy at this point. You, you saw what happened the debacle yesterday, right? Yes, ma'am. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, but and then I, I honestly think it was all planned um, meticulously because it was crazy to see police standing like this in their ATF suits or whatever they were doing and just watching them escorting them into the Senate. I was like, "What are you doing? Like, what is this?" And then everyone. <laughs> Everyone's all saying, oh, someone got, four people got shot. I was like, people that was trying to scale a, a walk into the floor. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but no one had that sympathy for a black man when he got shot 15 times in the back. I'm just saying. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no, not Doesn't at all. No, but I didn't see anybody getting pepper sprayed by the nope. masses nope. or getting hit nope. with the flashbangs like we didn't. And I, we're talking about downtown Seattle, not the exactly. Capitol fucking building. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. So I don't know, but it's all good. Um, you know, I guess stuff happens. I don't know. I'm ch I'm just at loss of words at this point. I'm like, uh, what happened to impeachment? Because we need to have that right now. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's see what happens. Um, but I'm gl I'm glad you were able to join us today. Um, you're awesome as a comic, uh, and and something special to my heart. You help other people um, in a interesting um, situation, and you turn into something great. So, I want you to tell me something about um, you. You had suffered hearing loss at some point, and I want to know about that and how it brought you to comedy. Well, I, I grew up um, always being loud and being—you know—I'm 39% black. Half of me's got a reason, right? But <laughs> I've always been loud. And then uh, in 2000, I want to say 11. I had my hearing tested because I was going through hearing issues and mm -hmm. found out I was completely deaf in my left ear. Really? Yeah. So they hit this little, I don't know what the things sound, but it's this big U thing. And they hit it and it goes, Wong. Mm -hmm. And so it went around my head like this to the right side. And I could hear Wong. Mm -hmm. We got halfway around and it went from Wong to nothing. 
And then mm -hmm. it got around to the front and went, whoa, hung again, right? And he's like, yeah. you're deaf. And that's, oh, I just thought I was black and loud, you know? Right, right. Oh, no. And then so I decided to do something different with comedy. And I was like, uh, I grew up with a best friend who was deaf. We used to communicate a lot. I don't know ASL, but somehow mm -hmm. we could communicate. You know, we'd write things down. We'd figure it out. And mm -hmm. it's just something I grew up with. And I was like, I want to do a show where we can offer comedy to a deaf and a hearing audience. Nice. Very and nice. Every time I say deaf comedy jam, people are like, I've heard of that. And I go, yeah. no, you're not <laughs> hearing me. D-E-A-F. <laughs> deaf comedy jam. Right. Not D-E-F. <laughs> yeah. And then here was the worst part about it. I actually got trolled by a white deaf comic in New York, right? Yeah. And he was trolling me through the deaf community about this show and hating on me. Um, and so out of nowhere, the, some of the people in the community were like, well, it says he's half deaf and he's black. And it's kind of like a play on words. And I was pissed off because I was like, I've been proving how black I am my whole life. Right. I shouldn't have to prove how deaf I am too now, damn it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So you seem to make really good light of everything, um, which is what I love about your spirit and your personality. And I was I was able to see that through your videos. And I was like, this guy is the bomb.com. Like, so what tell me about this. Um, so your audience, um, they they do this as a sign, you know, they do the happy sign if they're if they like the comedy, that's how they do it. So well, then you thing is so half you, sorry. Uh -huh. So no, you go ahead. The half that we got, we did it live. We've only done the show one time. It was scheduled for April last year. Obviously, we didn't get to do it, right? But it, when I emailed Columbia City Theater, I said, I want to do this show called Deaf Comedy Jam and Dark Brew and all these other shows. And the guy responded and he said, I've been in entertainment for 20 fucking years. Nobody's ever asked to do a deaf show. I definitely got to talk to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That's we gave a discount for deaf people. So I had 44 deaf people out of the 70 plus people in the audience who identified as deaf. Mm -hmm. And then as a, it was a treat. So I had an old comedian in Seattle named Cliff Barnes on the show. He's been doing comedy for like 30 plus years, 37 mm -hmm. years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he told me, you're giving these comedians a treat they'll never experience anywhere else. And I didn't know that until we started it because mm -hmm. you get two laughs for every fucking joke. You get the hearing audience because they're hearing you live. Right. And then you get the delayed sign laugh. Well, we had a guy in the audience, and deaf people have some of the worst laughs in the world, kind of like mine. My laugh is all right. fucked up, right? Right, right, right? And so we had this one guy who just kept going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> right? And so finally, right after about the third comedian, I called him out. I said, Who's going, ah, ah, ah? And he raised his hand, and I was like, I'm gonna need some more money. You're getting, <laughs> you're laughing at every joke. I need more money. And then the funny part was, is I was like, I'll let you come to the next show for free. Uh huh. And so we did an intermission, and he came up, and he's like, I gotta go. I was like, okay. He's like, well, I want my ticket. I was like, well, if you want your ticket, you gotta stay for the whole show. And he was like, okay. That is so. I think that's amazing. So you're lucky because your first bomb, what like uh, like probably didn't even bother you mm -mm. right the worst part is when i first started doing comedy mm -hmm. i i really was frustrated at times okay because if it wasn't a big enough room i couldn't hear people uh, and when i'm on the stage if it's an open mic with less less than 15 or 20 people in the room mm -hmm. i probably can't hear the laughter oh 
Oh, so and okay. so when I yeah when I first started comedy, it'd be hard because I'd be standing there and I'd start sweating and I'd be in my and I'd be like these fuckers aren't <laughs> laughing and the lights in my face so I can't see them and I can't hear them and I'm just telling my fuck and I'd get off the stage and people were like you were fucking awesome and I was like why didn't you fucking laugh then and like we did laugh I was like why well, didn't hear you, and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's great that is I had another older comedian named Hennigan. He's another 40-plus year guy. And he's like, yeah, it fucks with you. You need to get a hearing aid. And I was like, I'm, fuck you. I don't want a hearing aid. I'm 38. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. <laughs> Recently, you did something. You just come some kind of surgery or something? Well, in 2011, I had a, a stapedectomy. Okay. Which is a replaces, replacement of your stapes bone. Okay. So I hear uh, 60 decibels and higher in my left ear. Okay. So it's not that I'm completely deaf. It's just I only hear out of one ear. Oh, so okay. I have to fight through the interference, and I can't. Sorry, I can't always make out what's going on around me. Uh, and then, like when you put me in, if I'm talking, my voice is closer than you are, right? <laughs> right? Okay. And then you put me behind a mic where my voice is projecting out. I can't really hear what's coming back in. Ah, uh, no feedback. That's interesting. Wow. Well, um, I, I, I don't know. That can be to your advantage because I know when I first started out, when you hear silence, it's like, oh, no, I'm failing here. <laughs> I'll be like, OK, I guess this is all right, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't see it as a bad thing. Uh, you probably are really, really comfortable with silence. I don't think you didn't get any when I heard your stuff, but I'm just saying it's a good <laughs> blessing in disguise in a way. Um, so when did when did you think? Um, like, when did you realize that you can make a difference uh, and help others who are facing challenges? You you also work with autism, um, you know, those with the autism spectrum. Uh, man, I'm go we're going all over the place. So I got a podcast called Beautiful Minds, the Autastic Artist. Mm -hmm. um, it's the Artastic Artist podcast. Autastic is a combination of autistic and fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, we launched that this past weekend. Um, there's no like it's funny because being dis disabled isn't like being black you know it's not like people look at you and go i know you're black but they do right right, right. being disabled is kind of the same way and uh, one of my high school friends was like we've always thought you were kind of special <laughs> 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 but I'm, I'm functioning you know and, and it's it's a focus um like you know i'm booked to like august yeah online and it's all about being meticulous in the same process and everything's mm -hmm. OCD and you've seen my spreadsheet yes. and everything's like, order. Yes. That's, <laughs> autism isn't a bad thing. You get exactly. what I'm saying? Like, that's like someone taking Adderall. <laughs> yeah, hello. And then we talked about my first interview was a comedian. And the funny part about the interview is I've got usually two other, I've got a co-host who works within the community, Audra C-Sex, she went to high school with me. And then I'm gonna have an extra co-host who's somebody else on the spectrum. And then we have a guest. And so the funny part is I'm going to I'm going to tell you I already know what's going to happen is every episode starts off angry and kind of sad because mm -hmm. we talk to people about how they started doing what they're doing mm -hmm. and how they're handling it. And there's a lot of anger in that, right. especially when we talk to Juliana, because she's like, hey, I, I, I'm bad because I'm autistic. And people are like, you must be autistic because you don't do this. And so now because I have weaknesses in the way I handle things socially, that's autistic. Mm -hmm. That puts it in a bad light, but then long term, she's finding she's getting a different sort of support, and she's the champion for a community. And now she does have a story to tell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so it's like when you talk, we talked about our comedy similar. Well, I've got the same experiences, <laughs> right? I've got a master's degree, yeah. right? So yeah. when you have things that are in common, that you've got the same structure, and so now 
taking it one step further, I told another comedian I'm working with, there's a comedian in Louisiana called Chu Boo. I'm helping her learn how to produce shows and taking her under my wing. Mm -hmm. And I found out today I'm on a podcast with disabled people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a new box of people to be working with. Yeah. And then not only that, but most comedians aren't okay. I don't care. I was a paraeducator. I'm used to them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal to me, but to them, it'll be a huge deal. Right. And then the co-host was like, he told me the co-host is really your fan. Uh, if we book you next month, she won't be here. And I was like, nah, if I got a fan, I got to be there. Right. Let's do, you know what I mean? I would get up at 4.30 a.m. to be That's live in UK because she loves what I'm doing. That's amazing. And people don't have that. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Like, And then we're paying people to be on the Autastic podcast. Wow. So we're not just doing it for free. I'm giving you $50 to be a guest. Wow. The more money we get in from sponsorship, my goal is we spend 20% on that buying your product so we can give it away to listeners and back to the sponsor. Mm. So now we've given you $50 mm. and we bought $100 of your artwork or your CDs or your stickers and we're sending those out too. And now we're doing more than just me. And I think that's that's a good segue is like I'm a decent comedian, but mm -hmm. what I'm doing as a production company out just makes that look like I'm a crap comedian because I'm doing more than me. Suitman Productions is no longer about Dante. Yes. <laughs> I, see, right? I see that. Wow. And that I'm producing for people now. I've got somebody else producing. Right. Somebody gave me a show idea, so they're going to host it. They don't want to produce it. So now I'm doing Laughing Through Recovery. The wow. first two shows of that are already booked, and it's going to be comedians who are now sober and going through the recovery. Oh, we got we got to talk about that. I'm doing a documentary on on uh, recovery, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. you get what I mean. And then, like I say, that's another box of people that yeah. are now being represented and and getting representation and feeling like they're being, um, they're getting their voice heard. You know what I mean? Like right. Somebody like I work at a, a sober place in a, in, a, in a recovery area. I would love to stream your shows. Will they be live? I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> They'll also be on YouTube at Soupman Productions, youtube.com forward slash Lee forward slash Soupman Productions. You know, everything turns into a, a commercial, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. You know what I mean? Is that, you know, my biggest thing is I'm trying so hard to make sure everybody but the regular Bill, Bob, and Karen get some stage time. See, I even help Karen's get stage time. I do rock <laughs> Karen's, come here. Tell her. <laughs> now, get it out before you get out there in the store for Starbucks. Get it out now. Um, but you know what? That's what I love about you. And I know why now, because I listened to one of your podcasts. I know why you was awarded the best podcast of the year. Because um, I watched the one with the young lady from the Philippines. Uh, what's her name? Uh oh. uh Juliana Hang. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I watched that. I think it was your first one. I want to say it was yeah, the first one. Yep. It was absolutely brilliant. And I have a uh, what I call my godson who's autistic. And I always say, you know, there's there's definitely other stuff for them to do. Like we have to find out what the gifts are and find out, you know, how to hone them and and then where can we put these gifts in, in the universe? Because I think everybody has a talent or something that they're here to do. You know what I'm saying? Like clearly you're here to start a new niche in the comedy world. Um, for 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 a lot of different types of people, but I think it's brilliant because most people would say, "Oh, I can't." I have a friend that's autistic, and he's a comedian, um, and he's he's brilliant. Like he is really brilliant. His social skills still lacking. You know, jokes. <laughs> I'm like, your social skills, mm, yeah, but your comedy game's tight, boy. Your comedy game's tight. So so, but he gets booked all the time because he's really funny. Uh, and so I, you know, why shouldn't he have a chance like anybody else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
So that's brilliant. Tell me about um, places like a Laugh Comedy Club, Laugh Off. So I did the Laugh Off. Um, that was kind of like the carrot you get given because they got to give one to you. <laughs> so I did my original Black Comedy show at Laughs, right? Um, mm -hmm. So let's kind of rewind. So I did the Black Comedy Festival, uh, thanks to Dirty Angel Entertainment out of mm -hmm. Portland. They mm -hmm. throw the Black Comedy Festival, look for their fifth one this year. One of my partners, if you ever see it, say Dirty Suit. That's why, because I'm partnering with them. Okay. But um, I did that Black Comedy Festival, and it just high it was like, why in the fuck don't we have a Black Comedy show in Seattle? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just came back. Was like, or anywhere. One? Yeah, yeah. Well, that part, too. <laughs> right? But I was like, we're doing one. And everybody was like, well, we're going to get some hole in the wall. We'll get this hole in the wall. And I don't mean hole in the wall, but I was like, we're going to get a fucking comedy club. We're not going to go to Billy's Backyard Bar. Nothing personal, <laughs> but I want to do this right. And so Laps was like, yeah, we'll give you a day. We'll give you the Thursday before a three-day weekend. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That's not a good thing, is it? No, I didn't know that. I was new. I didn't know that wasn't good. But I was like, hey, it's like when we started making chitlins. We got meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care if this is the pork. It's tested. We're going to make it work, right? So we had over 100 people show up to the white neighborhood of Seattle for a black comedy show. Get out. They cut me a check for 1100 on a Thursday. What? That was my first fucking show. I'm not bragging. That's not talking shit. Let's talk real numbers. Nobody's getting that. No. And then I asked them to come back, and they were like, oh, we'll think about it. Bitch, we'll think about it, but we'll let you be in our comedy competition. I wasn't ready, right? Yeah. If you heard it compared to my other sets, it wasn't as polished. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. If you heard some of the other stuff, the crowd wasn't even really ready for me. I didn't really read the room. But that was like, hey, you did a great job. You made us some money getting our competition. And then guess what? Now they had two black guys in their competition. So they're definitely not racist, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. You know what I mean? And so everything's been a, a, a stepping stone. And that also was what inspired me to be different. Right. That's what inspired Suitman is to be a young black man and run a successful show at a club and not get any rigmarole, no tap on the back, no let's do this again, no hey, right. we could do this, there's no other black, why don't we do this again in two months, let's do this. Right. And I was like, fuck this, we deserve this, let's go somewhere else to do it. And that's what got me at Columbia City Theater, I told you, I told about Def Comedy Jam, yeah, and yeah. the Dark Brew, and I already I was doing Give Love Laugh, a donation show within my first five shows. Wow. We donated $300 to the Union Gospel Mission, right? Nice. So I built all these things of giving back and donating in as the original plan for suit man okay. so now i do give love laugh three times a year and it's not a big deal to do a donation show because that's what i've been doing and that's i mean i guess everything that i've saw wrong with comedy is exactly what i've made sure i'm not doing with suit man see and that's 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 the brilliance of that's how come i started producing because i was tired of seeing i was like wait what needs to be fixed i don't see any black female headliners i don't see any older people getting too many shows unless it's their friends uh, I don't see any, I don't see any Asians. I don't see it. I mean, no, I, I needed to cover it all. So I try to make my shows diverse for the same reason. Uh, and I try to give people a chance because uh, a lot of people gave me a chance when I first started. And, and it's, um, you know, we have to find our own niche and we have to start producing our own shows. That's the only way we're going to find them, you know, whatever it is our gift is. So I commend you. Tell me about um, your newest project, Beautiful Minds. So that 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 was the best one. Is this autastic podcast is really 
a great way to inspire people. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I've always been on that cusp, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm I, I was six foot at eleven and eleven years old. I was an athlete. I was what? doing algebra in like third and fourth grade. So that I somebody I was talking to my friend Audra about it, and she's like, "Are you on the spectrum?" And I said, "Actually, not." You think about it. I was always in portable classes till I got to high school because wow. they couldn't teach me, and I was too much to handle, and I was over here yelling and controlling the code. Well, I was fucking bored. I've been doing algebra since third grade. Right. I didn't get school credit for it till seventh grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> but since since I was smart and not just behavior, they mm -hmm. couldn't just put me on an IEP because I passed my classes. Ah, so that's why you I can literally remember being an A student and just being in trouble all the time because I was bored or too big or he pushed the kid down playing tackle football. Well, mm -hmm. I'm 5'10", 175 pounds. The other fifth graders are like 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm just fucking big, right? <laughs> right. Like I got that. <laughs> so when you look at Autastic, it's, it's a chance to go through their story, mm -hmm. um, really do something different. Like mm -hmm. that, the, I think that's the biggest thing is, is, is being different. And mm -hmm. there's like, I, when I look at the lineup or I didn't know that my, um, I didn't know that my artist that does all my logos was autistic. Really? Uh-uh. Wow. Now, really? I told you I'm kind of on the spectrum myself and people get along with me and we're wavelengths. And I figured out when people are just on my wavelength like that, right. that's why. <laughs> well, you talk about that in your one of your sets you say uh girls think you're you're romantic but you're not romantic what was that piece you did that was hilarious hilarious uh, i just have ocd yeah, yeah i said i'm yeah. not a romantic i just got ocd and i have anxiety so i got to make sure everything's planned out that's all it is <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's like i'm not romantic I no like, i just want to know what we're doing if yeah. i don't know what we're doing i'm gonna fucking freak out on the inside <laughs> <laughs> women think that's romantic and i'm like no it's just cheap and well planned that's all i've got a spreadsheet and a coupon that's why we went to this restaurant we're two for one here that's why you got the bottle of champagne it came with the little 50 dollar dinner i don't even like champagne you know what i mean but it's uh that's really the truth of it you know and so you know it's it's uh I'm a champion for a lot of things. I've I've went through a bad divorce. I'm not seeing my kids. I'm fighting back to see my yeah, kids. You look like you're 19. How old are you? I'm 39. Oh my <laughs> god, you look like you're 19 with a suit on. Are you kidding? Oh, stop! Stop <laughs> it! But like, I I've got this ball patch over here. We're I should going know gray better. on top, right? I got one of those. I should have known better because you said you have your masters. Yeah, black don't crack too. Yeah. I that's you true. don't start growing up as a man till like 35. So the fact that I'm being mature and thoughtful, that <laughs> automatically made me 36, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, tell me this. Um, so wait, well, first tell me some about some of your other shows that you have. You said uh Def, Def Comedy Jam. Uh okay. right now, we got a monthly, we got a monthly uh, roster. And okay. so each month you're gonna see the the autistic artist podcast the first weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, the second weekend of the month, we do raw comedy, ridiculously amazing women, mm -hmm. all women line up every second Saturday, every third week of the, of the month, you're going to see a suit man production. So this month it's mixed and misidentified the, mm -hmm. what are you show? 
We've got 10 comedians, including myself, that you have no fucking clue what our cultural background is. Wow. So <laughs> when you look on this flyer, there's 20 different flags represented because that's the mix of cultures between us, different 10 How comedians. Cool that? That's good for you. And for so you. that that could also be Dark Brew the third weekend, which is my black comedy show. I also do a right. show called Black and Proud. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that black and proud. It's black and LGBTQ plus. So the logo is actually a black unicorn with rainbow hair. We just got those stickers <laughs> in and some magnets. Uh, another monthly rotation show is going to be Give Love Laugh. We oh. do it in March for UGM again. And oh, then in the right. month of May, I'm doing it for Mary's Place, which is a shelter that helped me growing up. Uh, mm -hmm. My mom was homeless as a kid. And so I was homeless as a kid. So I've spent time at both UGM and been helped by St. Mary's. Um, when my mom passed away, they even threw a funeral because she had been volunteering so much time there. So wow. they knew my kids, they knew her. So growing up from poverty, it's nice to give back and, and, and know that I'm doing something for that. And then every last weekend of the month, we got Soul Sister Sundays. Yes, I'm hoping to do that for you one day. I yeah, I think I've got you on there somewhere. I got my Yes, I think it's on. Uh, I it's on, I know I got it. I got it written down somewhere. But I'm excited about that. Excited. And that's a black comedy show. It's every last Sunday of the month uh -huh. um, to really give us a chance to highlight our sisters from all around the country. Um, it's a great show. It's actually um, going to be rotating with the two two different hosts. Mm -hmm. One of them is uh, Cynthia in public out of. Yeah, uh, the San Jose area, and the other one is Algiers Diamond out of the Virginia area. She's actually running for Congress, so I've got a congressman, a representative, oh, wow. oh, that's a future fabulous. politician hosting one of my comedy shows. Oh, that's you know what I mean? That's going to be fabulous. So, so since the pandemic, um, well, all, all uh, Superman Productions, you guys reach all over the world pretty much. Yeah, uh, the first from, uh, we did a show in Boise in August, November, and uh, October, I mean August, September, and October. Mm -hmm. I started with my mixed and misidentified show, half mixies. Mm -hmm. And then when I did the all black show in September, I was like, we had to start with the mixes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to test the water with the light brights before I brought all the black people. <laughs> and it was one of those I, I opened with. I was like, I know you guys are pissed. Like, are we going to open a barbershop? Right. I was <laughs> like, I see a whole bunch of G easy white guys. I know you guys are happy. Like I can finally get my fade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so but it's it's one of those where we're trying to like I'm trying to dominate the Pacific Northwest. Um, I help book with my buddy in Canada with the Comedy Ring out in BC. Okay. Uh, we're booking in Boise. Uh, we book all over Seattle. I help book with my buddies in uh, Dirty Angel in Portland, and then my other buddy Chris Smith in Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to make it to where if you came to Seattle, mm -hmm. between the shows I my little you know open mics and my real shows and going up to Canada and Boise, you can do a whole week just with Superman Productions. Nice. And our partners out here. Nice. You know what I mean? So you're really doing it. Because I know back when I started comedy, like almost six years ago, I want to say, um, the thought of me producing shows was like, what? Not. Um, and now I'm producing them because I just realized, don't, you know, you can't go and beg, beg people for stuff. Sometimes you just do it yourself. You have to make the door that, you know, make the door that you want to go through. Uh, and so I, I like it better. And the pandemic has made it awesome because all the people that would not put us on shows because we were new or want us to do bringers, now they're kind of at uh, our mercy because we don't have to do that anymore. We can go right on Zoom and do our own shows. You know, So it depends on how you look at it. I love when people produce their own stuff because you got to put the power in your own hands pretty much. You know? Well, that was the best part about the pandemic. The first show I did of the pandemic was called COVID Comedy Cookout. 
and I got <laughs> seven black women mm -hmm. from seven states. Wow. And it was like, nobody's doing that. Mm -hmm. Like it took me another six months till January to finally get a black woman show. You think I'd have figured out the first time? That's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> I'm still slow. I'm still slow, right? Yeah. But the idea was, was, it was like, I really just got seven black women from seven different states on a show. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And then I did another show and I got Juliana on one uh, Labor Day Laughs. And I was like, not only did I get an autistic comedian, I found an autistic woman. And mm. then she's in Malaysia. Yes, she's awesome. That's why awesome. am I not trying to do more of this? I need to find more people that want to be heard and want to hear their story. Right. And it's just like representation is so huge. Yes, absolutely. And people don't, you know what I mean? Like people don't really get that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we grasp it even enough ourselves in our own culture that how much representation can help us. Right. And so when I do the Autastic podcast, or I did Deaf Comedy Jam, or doing Soul Sister Sundays, or doing Black and Proud, I'm not doing anything other than looking at somebody's flyer and going, "I haven't seen a black woman in a long time. Why the fuck don't we have a black woman show?" Right. Or there's no comedy for deaf people. Where's it at? That's literally all I am doing is looking around at everybody else's flyers and going, oh, you're not doing that great. Okay, I will. Right. Good for you. Well, that's that's the way to go. Um, and last piece of advice before we go that you would tell uh, tell our audience members if someone was watching and they're like, hey, I want to do that. But what would you tell them? If you want to do comedy, mm -hmm. like Nike said, just fucking do it. Um, hey, I like that. One, I like of, one of three things is going to happen, right? You're going to be super funny. The odds of that happening are about 1%. Mm -hmm. And even if you look at my first mic, it wasn't super funny. It was the second option. It's going to be livable. It's going to have its ups and downs. It's going right. to go good. It's going to go bad, but you're not going to kill it. That's about 45% of the bell curve. Right. And the other 50%, you're going to fucking suck. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to bite it. You're going to tell jokes in front of people who don't know you, have right. no clue who you are. You weren't ready for it. But then you've got three responses, right? Right. Either you're like, I don't fucking care. I'm doing it anyways. Right. Two, my feelings are fucking hurt. Or three, that was a fucking rush. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. One or the other. Yeah. yeah. And, and what? How, how can they find you on your podcast? That's what I want to type in there. What is that? So just go to suitmancomedy.com. Um, look at suitmancomedy.com. Comedy.com. Yeah. Everything's there. That's my full blown website. If you go to YouTube, look for Suitman Productions within right. 24 hours. Yep. Right. Yep. That's good. Just put that up there. Everything you can find there. My YouTube's yep. there. My Facebook. Good. If you look for Suitman Productions anywhere, you're going to yep. find me. I'm the only logo with a jerry curl, so you can't miss it. <laughs> with a jerry curl. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. I really appreciate you and um, all the work that you're doing with all the various communities. Um, I just think it's so dope, um, the the deaf and the autism. I mean, it's like, boom, dude, you, you, you're you hitting it, you know, because uh, uh, I don't know anybody that does that, honestly. So thank you. I appreciate that uh, on behalf of my my godson. I'm I'm so happy to know that if he had an, another thing to do, I think he's musically inclined, but don't let me tell it. Uh, but uh, but that's another uh, venue for somebody. So thank you so much for for um, using your gifts to help other people find their gifts. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you for having me. I hope to come back. Yes. No. Oh, you're back. You're welcome back anytime. You have an open invitation. You got something going on? You pop in, tell us. Boom. <laughs> Fine. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much.
Thank you. Okay. Have a good thank day. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching again. This is uh, uh, Tanya on the town. And uh, don't forget, check us out. I'm co-hosting Five Black Comics on Saturday at um, 5 p.m. Eastern time and 2 p.m. West Coast time. You do not want to miss it because we are talking about all the cl wall climbing, the Scarface, Al, Al Pacino, you know, climbing the wall stuff. We're talking about all that. And like BLM, had it been BLM, would they have even made it past the lawn? Check us out Saturday, Five Black Comics. Um, you don't want to miss it. All right. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you on, I will see you on Sunday. I mean, Saturday. See, I got confused. I got too many shows going on now. Right. right? Sunday's the next day. <laughs> Saturday, I will see you at 5 p.m. And thank you very much for being our guest, Dante. You're the best. Thank you. Let's see.